0: Everyone, I'm Isaac Wood.
1: And I'm Amanda Wood.
0: And we are married.
1: <laughs> and this is Rings to Tags.
0: Did you press the button? I pressed the I- button. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Episode 13. 13. Rings to Tags. Yes. I'm Isaac. I'm Amanda. And we are, yes, still married. <laughs> and both. Still breathing, although it's Barely. been touch and go
1: Golly. this
0: last week or so, week or two even.
1: It's just, I mean, it's been since uh August. By
0: the right <laughs> now. Uh, we've been battling a vicious cold of some kind. Horrible. We're the Yesy. Wood household. And the way that works in our house is it it enters through a single point. Usually either you or the boys. Right. Um, Seldom You. And then makes its way around. It's like we, no one ever gets it all at the same time.
1: Oh, why is that? Why do we have to cycle through these slow processes of everybody getting it four days apart? Like, yeah. why? At least I can understand like the first person gets it, and then everyone else gets it three to four days later. Why can't everyone else get it after the first three to four days?
0: One at a time. One it's at a time. One at a time. And in our world, usually, I mean, this happens handful of times a year. Right, yes. something like this works too. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. It probably only makes its way to me actually, maybe once a year.
1: I think that's inaccurate. Really? Yeah, I would say you get some form of it like one out of every three
0: times, times. it comes through. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, this last one hit me.
1: Yeah, this one is. Nasty, and I like I know which kid who coughed in my face at school gave it to me in the first place. Uh, (laughs) I know who he is, he's sweet, and I'm not mad at him. But he coughed in my face, and I know how I got it. And then he ended up being absent the next day, so I know it was him because his mom was like, He had a cold, and now he has a fever, so he's staying home. And what does that sound like? I have a cold, and now I have a fever. And so things have gone south. That's what every one of us did. Yep. We got the symptoms first, and then like a day or so in, we got a fever.
0: Yep, every one of us. Yep. And that for fever, like a day. Fever burns hot for a day. For
1: One day though. You
0: one day. Sweat it out. You do. So I sweated mine out last night, and woke up a couple times in the night, and just the Vigible. pillow was wet. Oh, gross! Yeah, it really is. But it was it is gross. But like you knew, I'm sure everyone's so glad to know. about Like it. sleepy Isaac was just so happy because it was like, oh, it's
1: happening. That means my fever's breaking. Hallelujah! Yeah, great. And then Chris the sweat's kind of cool on the pillow. Oh, you know, stop, Ew.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um So I woke up today just like a new man. Still, I think you could probably hear it in my voice. Now we're moving into the
1: you're gonna get so congestion.
0: Congested congestion. It's going to be
1: horrific. The
0: the voice would probably be gone in a day. Yeah. Um but we've got it now, so we're going to power through this.
1: Yeah. Feeling absolutely. good
0: right now, too.
1: And I'd say the the really positive thing about all of this is that unlike last year where it kind of ripped through our house like right at Christmas, we're we're a little bit before right now, and maybe everyone will be able to breathe by Christmas morning.
0: See, I I feel like the really positive aspect of this is that it happened at the same time that we had multiple days in a row getting snow.
1: Yeah, that's true. And so we
0: spent a lot of time shoveling our driveway.
1: That helps you sweat it out, too. Our
0: driveway is too big. We
1: have way too... Okay. Um, If I could go back in time when they were pouring our driveway...
0: They asked us. They
1: asked us. This is where the builder wants us to put the driveway out to but we think it needs to go over to here what do you want us to do we're like make it bigger just make the driveway bigger now all in all it doesn't change the size of the driveway that much what they did but if i could go back to that girl that me on that april day
0: I know let's smack her. Remove, Remove one of these driveway. garage doors and let's why just... do we
1: need to reach the driveway from both of our garage doors? Right. That's um, seems greedy.
0: Yeah. But the reason I see that as being a great blessing is that we uh two or three days ago was the heaviest, wettest snow that oh, I've ever picked up with gosh. a show shovel. And we did a ton of it. We were out there for a couple hours. I
1: don't even know how it was still snow. Like it's got to be classified as something else when it is that
0: heavy. But then the next day, the fever hit me, yeah. and so the fever just made everything. No,
1: that was all in the same day.
0: Oh, it was later you that day. You shoveled. Yeah, it yeah. was later that you day. You shoveled already. But the fever like, hit me. Tweaking a bit. The fever hit me, and so then it made me just miserable. But you're gonna be miserable. Your body's gonna ache with the fever anyway.
1: Everything was already gonna suck.
0: Yeah, and so. It just kind of magnified that a little bit. And then the next day, today, we shoveled some. But I feel fine because I don't have the fever ravaging my body.
1: Also, the snow was 7,000 pounds lighter.
0: Yeah, we just went out and blew. We
1: just, <laughs> <laughs> just blew it to the side. Yeah. It was like a good inch and a half, I'd say. Felt like nothing. Felt like shoveling air compared to what we did the day before.
0: So we go out, we go out and shovel and... Usually, if it's pretty light, like, I just go hit it myself. Sometimes Samuel, who's nine, he'll go...
1: Shovel zigzags into Con- it haphazardly. Yeah. He's,
0: he's done a good job before, though.
1: He does. Um, he, he's done it himself before. He, like, when takes it When it's real himself.
0: intense and heavy, usually it's the two of us hitting it. Right. But usually there's a couple other... The neighbors out at the same time shoveling, and so there's this, like... And we
1: all, like, scream across the way to snow each community. other. Shoveling community.
0: But then there's starting to be this war that's brewing... Between More. those of us out sh- shoveling and this freaking snowplow plow guy. Oh man! Because we're He's out there shoveling, on my list. and then the snow plow comes through, and he did it today. I was standing at the foot of the driveway, so right by him, two yes. feet away from him, and he just Looks drives you on in by. The eye. He's plowing the street, which is very nice of him.
1: It's his job. It's very not really nice of him. Heartwarming kindness. It's very nice, of and him. I think he hates his job because he attacks us.
0: But then that side plow that gets the side of the road as it approaches the driveway, it then creates just a mountain in oh, front of your driveway. Ice and so as you're shoveling yeah. your driveway. Well, he
1: does it while we're all shoveling.
0: Right in front of my face Bright, today.
1: Just looks us straight in
0: the eye. And now I've been shoveling my entire driveway, I've gotten down to the. The road, And then he just created this mountain of the heaviest, most compacted street snow. Yes. It's all wet and
1: slushy already. And I am just like pretty irate about the whole snowplow situation. Because I can't tell you how many notifications we have all gotten in the mail and by social media from our city to just remind us that we're not so much as allowed to like misfire a snowball and have it land in the road. Because that's against city ordinance to push our snow into the road. But I say I will push all of my snow into the road because all you're gonna do is push it up into my driveway and yard again anyway. So I don't see how it's any of their business where my snow ends up when they're just gonna shove it back at my house as it is all their. So the tension, to the, the tension is it's growing high in the around here. But it's funny because he'll come down. It's the, gonna be a war.
0: He hits our side first, and then our neighbor across the street is usually uh, shoveling her walk or her driveway where we are driveway too. As well. So then she's always laughing. She it comes today to comes right in my face and she's laughing and then it comes back and gets her on the back like, end and we can laugh yeah. too. Um,
1: she just really makes you know your life is well, rubbish these are, when she laughs at you
0: You know, these are Minnesota problems these uh, are
1: Minnesota problems but you know what's funny to me is that living in Minnesota with like all this land space and all of these giant driveways the majority of the people still just hit hit it with their shovels
0: uh, Majorities are strong. A rating. good
1: fifty percent, then. Uh, from where I was thinking, from like where we can see from our house, more people hit it with the shovel. And even our even our next door neighbor, whose husband has the side by side with the plow on the front of it, she was hitting her own with the shovel today. I just thought like every single person would have snow blowers and stuff, yep. and that's not the case. There's one snow blower that I can think of near us. One. That's true. There's only one. So, you know, we get our workouts in.
0: We do. It is, it is the workout. But it's good. You get out there. And it's, the thing is, usually it's, you know, beautiful day in the sunshine. And it
1: is. We get snow. And then, like, the sun yeah. shines. And it's gorgeous. And it's so clear. And then everybody is out in the streets together. Like, the whole neighborhood. And they're doing whatever their manner of snow removal is. And... The kids are playing and the dogs are all running around and then like snowmobiles will just go down the middle of the road and it's this whole like life filled community that just comes roaring out, which is nice. It like feels like our neighborhood feels in the summer, except for the snowmobiles and the shovels.
0: Yeah. It's a lot less work to water the lawn.
1: Or just stand in the road and block traffic like we all do to chat. That's true. <laughs> That's how it is around here. Dogs, kids, crazy people running around. Yeah, so no you know this season. time of year
0: in the winter winter in Minnesota is, you know, you're shoveling your driveway just to go shovel it again later. Well, you have getting, to shovel everybody goes out sick. and shovels
1: it in stages because you're like it's just gonna keep falling and then it's gonna be too heavy, which was what we dealt with yesterday. So you go you shovel it like multiple times while it is still snowing that's what we do
0: yes that's like sick while sick while sick yeah so that's minnesota life come visit
1: it is fun though (laughs) like when we lived in ohio and we were dealing with winter there we were all everybody was always just inside like nobody came out just inside like oh you go out and you shovel or whatever you have to do if you absolutely have to typically it was just raining and you don't have to shovel that and then but you stay inside everybody just stays inside and the nice thing about Minnesota is that it's just, everybody's just built different up here. And no matter the weather, no matter how bad it is, until it is like literally negative 40 degrees as a daytime high, everybody still is out. We're yep. out and about, and we see each other, and we're in community outside of our homes. And I like it.
0: So we're still marching on towards the Christmas season. We are. Um, you know what we both— I think realized...
1: That we haven't bought presents yet?
0: We haven't gone shopping yet. <laughs> yes. And I was kicking myself and, last week because yes. the boys and I were here all by ourselves for like four days. Yeah, you
1: dropped the ball.
0: And then it didn't hit me till we were picking you up at the airport. I was like, golly, like we should have gone Christmas shopping <laughs> and we didn't do it. We are here all weekend long. We had an action-packed weekend that weekend. But like usually, this is, this is pretty par for the course for me to be sitting here on... Yes. You know what? A week away from Christmas, have yes. not purchased Christmas Typically,
1: presents. I am done in November. You're
0: usually done by but now. But
1: see, the difference is like this year I, I well number 1, I had to go I had to go to Columbus for a trip. Like I was yep. gone and so everything kind of got thrown off and like I'm teaching and there's been Christmas programs and like all of the stuff, so it's been busy. But also we agreed on, like, what we would take the kids to go get each other, like, in a general way. Not specifics, but, like, this, like, general theme we agreed on. So I know what it's going to be. It's just a matter of, like, going to pick out the thing. So there's no, like, there's no, like, oh, no, what is it going to be? Or I got to leave myself time in case that doesn't work out. It's, like, it's done. I just got to go get it with the kids. So I think that left, like, a different level of, oh, my goodness, there's, like, it's crunch time because I know what it's going to be.
0: It was one of our first dates, going Christmas shopping for my family with me. Um, on it was Christmas early
1: Eve. on, yeah. So one of our one of our first dates, not our very first date, but right. like within the second or third date, we went to see to we went to look at the zoo lights at the Columbus in Zoo. Columbus Zoo. So it was like, it was December twenty third then, and we went to look at the zoo lights at the Columbus Zoo, and well, I remember also we stood in line. Because there were like there were advertising the baby elephant far and wide, and we got up to the baby elephant and he was like as big as his mom. Yes. After like standing there for forty five minutes waiting to see him, and it was one of the most disappointing moments of my life. And I'm glad our whole relationship didn't follow suit it was the <laughs> baby elephant moment. But we went to see the Columbus Zoo lights, and then we we got I don't know I think we probably got food I can't even remember. And then we planned to watch like. old Christmas movies like old Christmas movies The Grinch Rudolph yeah we did that but then it was like early on and dating we were still in that getting to know you phase so we were just like watching Christmas movies and talking and hanging out like deep into the night where it's officially now Christmas Eve morning yeah and you realized that you hadn't ever purchased presents for your family
0: yep on brand
1: yeah, very on brand, I find I find out. And we, like, hoofed it to Meyer. Yep. Because it was the only 24-hour store. And, like, we headed over there, and we just, like, I don't I barely remember it. I think we were so delirious. But I think we ended up getting, we got your dad.
0: We got my dad a, a, a flashlight that you can put on your head. I think he still has it. I feel like I've seen it. snow blowing. I feel like he, I've seen it recently. Like, he still has it, I think.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't probably wear it for snow blowing now that they're in North Carolina.
0: No, probably not for snow blowing.
1: No. But he was like going around the neighborhood to snow blow other people's driveways early, early in the morning in the dark. Yeah. And you can't really hold a flashlight, so he looked like a miner. <laughs> yeah. But we found it. He had asked for it. Or your mom had, or something like that. It was good.
0: Did we get our snowblower from him?
1: Your dad gave us that snowblower. Yeah.
0: Yes, that we no longer have because we gave it. We to We gave it to our,
1: our pastor from our, our, our last church when he and his family moved in from Arizona.
0: I'm like, Listen, you don't need to. And they had a gigantic lawn. snow And we We're out. like,
1: this is not what you need to be doing. Take this because at that point we were living in a house that did our snow yep. for us. Yeah. Um, we don't do that anymore, but we're fine. We have our shovels and we. I thought about can him
0: when I was shoveling the drive the other day, and I was like, I want to text him. And just see how she's doing. (laughs) That snowblower, how's that snowblower (laughs) doing? Taking good care of her because we miss her right now. Because we would, but that's
1: good. But we gave it to them, and they were gonna give it back. And we said, no, no, do not do that. We are fine. So it was good. Okay, so what are we gonna talk about today?
0: We're moving into week three of a thrill is a thrill of
1: hope,
0: thrill of hope. Um. An exciting week to be in an There's Advent calendar. we got babies week. showing up this babies week.
1: Babies everywhere. So, so many babies. We'll
0: talk about a little birth of John the Baptist and then quickly we get to a birth of Jesus and that's a fairly important part of the Christmas story. It's so.
1: huge. So are we ready?
0: Let's do Let's it. Let's do
1: it. Okay, so we are going to look today at the end of Luke 1 been a long road like
0: we're still in the first chapter of
1: luke. <laughs> I know.
0: you've put how many hours into recording well this the Advent podcasts thing?
1: are kind of short so all it's in all true. it's not that many hours
0: but, but still we haven't made it out of luke one
1: many days many days worth of podcasts and we are gonna wrap up we've wrapped up luke one already in the thrill of hope as this is all airing and we are gonna wrap up luke one and start luke two
0: you know what, when you you finished Luke 1 today those of you listening and if you've listened through the whole thing take a moment to celebrate. You know yeah. you celebrate the You're little right wins, yourself. right? That's something we should do. Pat celebrate you made bank. it through Luke 1 on a in a daily podcast. And you know I started off joking there, but now I'm being serious that you made it through 2 weeks of every day hopefully spending time walking through God's word. Spending showing. time going through God's word. And so maybe you do that on a regular basis. Maybe you don't do that in that often. Case, Either off. way, celebrate it because this is the start. I mean, yeah. make it through this week. You made it through this week listening to this. Now you're three weeks in.
1: And if it's your first time actually doing something on a day to day basis, keep it up. Yeah. Don't stop that. Well, and that's the podcast. Is,
0: that's part right? of why you did this, right? right. Was part of to why encourage I guess, yeah. that. We both believe that it's so. It's just so. Um, it's so vital, but it's so rewarding. Yeah. To spend daily time with God, um, it just shapes your life in a way that's influenced by Him. Um, it it opens your eyes and your ears to Him in a way that you can't when it's only once a week at best. Um, and and so part of putting this together was to, to get you in the habit yeah. of, of just carving out. It doesn't have to be three hours of Bible like study every day. Minutes. It can be fifteen minutes of you considering God.
1: Yep, and it is our passion for believers that to realize that it's this is not like reading your Bible is not a light suggestion. Take it or leave it. It is as essential as eating like and truly the word of god is a feast and there are so many christians out there who are like spiritually starving while an entire buffet of all of the best and most like rich delicacies of life sit in front of them ca- gathering dust on the shelf they starve themselves and they don't understand why Things are, are are going poorly, and why they don't feel the joy that they w- thought they would in the Christian life, and while all of these why all of these things are lacking, and it's because you've you've shut out the feast. Like there's a feast, and you, you should be part of it, and you've been invited to that table, and you're not you're not picking up your Bible and taking part.
0: And so, if you've been going through Amanda's uh, Advent podcast, though, you have for the last three weeks been doing Join that. The feast. So kudos to you, and again, seriously celebrate it. Um, and, but then also... Keep it up. Keep it up, yeah. Um, so, so big, today, big week. Big week. Big week in the Christmas story because we get some babies.
1: Up, wrapping up Luke 1, as I said. So, we're going to be looking today, summarizing through, chatting through Luke 1, 57, all the way through Luke 2, 14 was our coverage area for this week three. So... And, John the Baptist. And that brings us two babies. That brings us two babies. So do you want me to do high points? Let's do high points of day Monday. What we covered on Monday. Luke 1, 57 through 66. High points. Elizabeth has John. Everybody celebrates. Yep. Right? Feast and party and all of that. And then on the eighth day, they take him to the temple. He's got to be circumcised. He's got to be named.
0: Like his name's Zacharias Jr., right?
1: Right, obviously. ZJ.
0: ZJ. <laughs> <laughs> so, ZJ the Baptist. That's
1: ZJ the Baptist doesn't quite have the same <laughs> authority. But Elizabeth stuck to her guns, and then Zacharias did as well. No, he shall be called John. And our boy Zacharias gets his speech back.
0: You know what I like about the Bible?
1: What do you like about the Bible, Everything. It? So much. God. God.
0: Um, <laughs> that, you know, because you said Elizabeth stuck her guns. Elizabeth, I mean, the way that culture was back then, like it took one. some balls for yes. Elizabeth to say, no, what, no his name's John. she's
1: standing in front of like a priest in the yeah. temple who's um, but, circumcising her child. So what
0: I, I love I about Elizabeth is that she was confident enough in what she God knew. had told them and new. it's clear it's clear that Zachariah had communicated to her
1: authoritatively in his way
0: what what God had said Yes because, because God didn't tell Elizabeth his name was nope. John God told Zachariah that but it made it back to her and just and, and Zachariah telling Elizabeth was enough for her to be as confident enough that God told them his name was John yes. to speak up in this way And do you know what I and, thought about
1: this week in this part of the story is a lot of people want to compare Mary and Eve. Like, Mary brought the child. You see this a lot around Christmas, where it's like these memes about like Mary fixed what Eve broke. And like, I'm just gonna carve out and set to the side the obviously obvious like theological problems with what they're doing there. But I see that where people wanna compare like Mary and Eve and like the differences. Like, is the, the opposite? Like, yeah, yeah, as like foils to one another. But I really see that in this story of Elizabeth. And um, Zachariah, because, or Zacharias, or whatever. And because Zacharias, okay, let me back up. In Genesis, God tells Adam, you can eat of any fruit of any of these trees except yep. this one. Yep. This tree of the knowledge of good and evil over here, yep. right? Yep. And fast forward a tiny bit, and Eve is being faced up with the serpent. And the serpent says, did God really say that? And Eve's like, well, he said we can't eat that tree or even touch it. And it's clear. It's clear in the passage that Eve doesn't really know what God said. Because again, just like with Elizabeth, God didn't tell Eve directly the instructions. God told Adam who was given the duty to instruct her properly and watch over her and make sure she knew the truth. So what you're and saying he, is Zechariah
0: say, deaf and mute was a better did communicator, Did a better <laughs> job communicating
1: to his wife the authority of God's word and the specifics did. of God's word than Adam who was just sitting around without a care in the world.
0: But what I was But gonna, I think
1: that's a good like it, I think that's a cool it's parallel. It's a
0: great it's a great parallel, a great call out um, what well, say? What I love about the Bible is the Bible is so um, pro woman,
1: absolutely.
0: In a way, in a way that in the time that it was written, in the time that it was lived, that was completely countercultural, and so it gets a lot of flack in today's world because like blah, it's anti woman. Like no, her. look if you look at when this was written and how it was written, the the Bible is very much saying um, yes, women and men have different roles. But, but women are, valuable, are not. equally yes, valuable. They're and, equal.
1: And you can see that from the time, the, from the beginning of, of Scripture. You can see that from the nation of Israel very well. Um, the different role that Jewish women had in society than any of their contemporaries. You can see the way that Christianity, um, when it sprung on the scene after the death and resurrection of Jesus, you can see the way that it just completely shook up the role of women in society. Yeah. Women had a... An equal footing role in the church yes they had different jobs they have different jobs today they're they're meant to have than the men but we're all equal in value and importance in the church and in our homes and no 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 like community on earth no school of thought no um, culture has ever put a higher value on women than judaism and christianity the two created by god himself
0: yeah so that just jumped out at me as you were talking about elizabeth um saying that that, that was it wasn't just her, smacked her, for her back it wasn't here. just her saying that and it was her having so much confidence in god that
1: she knew here in this temple she could speak what she god could had speak said.
0: what god had said because it, it was god that she follows not necessarily the temple rules uh-huh. um but you know as you look at like this is kind of, the culmination, right, of of this promise to Elizabeth and Zechariah, uh, and we've spent yes. we've spent the weeks past talking about their challenges and struggles, so we won't re-enter that conversation. No, know about that, but what this shows me as we kind of wrap up um, that their their role in this Christmas story is just that God is always faithful to His promises. Yes. And this, this was the fulfillment of those promises. And for Zachariah and Elizabeth, they've been waiting for, do we know how old they were? We don't. We've 60, talked about Let's before. call them 60s. You've said 60s.
1: S- I've been like, I yeah. have my brain as like she was like old, like straight up old. Yeah. Anybody would know old. 70s or something.
0: We yeah. So they were old and they've been waiting um, for Not a long years. time. And this was God fulfilling his promises. Then he will always do that. And I think the takeaway for us is like, you know, it's one thing to say you believe that, but do we do we live our lives like we believe it? You know, right. like do you like maybe God is you feel like God has promised you something, or there's promises from the Bible that you just don't see in your life right now. But are you living your life the way that Elizabeth did? Yeah. To where You'll you know, know that he's going to be faithful, that you can have confidence that he's going to be faithful. And so mm-hmm. you still live your life in a way that is true to him. Um And then the other thing, you know, God wants what is best for us. Right. Do we live our lives like we trust and believe that? Right. Because it's the same thing. So if you're in a point where you're waiting for God to deliver something, you're waiting for God to provide something, you're waiting for God to answer something, and it's just not there yet. Do you actually trust and believe that whatever you're going through right now, God is going to work out for what is best for you?
1: And I think we see, we do see both of those in specifically Elizabeth because even though in the end what God is doing here is he's fulfilling his promise to give him, them this son, this is only a promise that came like nine, ten months ago. When Elizabeth and Zechariah were barren in all of those childbearing years, right. there was not a promise of a son from God there. But what there was was a promise that he was doing for them what was best. In their lives,
0: because imagine their life, they could, they could, he, they could have had children in their twenties, yeah, um, and not been involved in this story at all, right? And that would have been to some level, a a level of fulfillment. That would they would have had children that they loved, and they lived their lives.
1: Lives went exactly that way, and that was good for them.
0: But this was what was best. Do you
1: trust that God is doing? What is best for you? And
0: we're gonna see. We'll see as we move through this week how you can see the transformation it had on Zechariah's life as well. Um, but it's just you know these things are going on, and it's easy for us to say that God's always faithful to His promises. It's easy for us to say that God especially wants when things are going well. that God wants what is best for us, even when. But but it's a lot harder to live your life trusting and knowing that
1: when it doesn't look like the best is happening, especially. Right. To you. And we talk about that a lot. When we say God wants what is best for you, we mean God wants what he knows is best for you.
0: It's his definition Not of Not what
1: you think or the world thinks is best for you.
0: Right. So that was my big takeaway from sort of a, uh, the birth of John the Baptist. Um, He's a big ZJ. Kill. ZJ. ZJ the Baptist. <laughs> um so then you move through and you see, uh, yeah. you know, cause part of part of the hammering home of what his name was actually John was Zachariah, uh confirming he that. got
1: redemption. Because all the people there, uh, Elizabeth
0: moment. had the balls to say it, right? Right. And then everyone there was like,
1: uh, Yeah, but all right, the deaf guy. Think? All right,
0: woman. What's this guy <laughs> think though? The crazy guy we trust more than you, woman. Um, and so they go to Zach Ryan and he, and he well, says. It
1: was the man's job, cr- culturally and traditionally, it was the man's job to name a song. Right.
0: And yes. they go to him and he says, his name is John. And then that's what free- his frees him. Yeah.
1: And what does he do?
0: He freaking uses that. Tongue. He doesn't
1: pout in the corner about how mean God just was to him.
0: No. He, he goes not- on, uh, he sings a beautiful song. I don't know. Is this a well, song? Well, they call
1: it a song. So this is. Luke one sixty seven through eighty, and they call it a song, um, and I think the connotation there is simply that it is praise, not that he, like, pulled out a little lyre ukulele. It something. would have been a ukulele, I <laughs> teeny think. tiny harp, and no, it wouldn't have been a ukulele.
0: I think it's it was a
1: Hawaiian instrument. You're talking about like I think like a lyre is the little tiny. I think thing, Zachariah's like,
0: descendants uh, inhabited Hawaii. I think is that just not historical fact?
1: Up all no uh, I think I picture
0: a ukulele. I okay. mean, he had had nine months to like well, practice it and learn it.
1: I don't believe he sang or played any sort of instrument. It wasn't a recorder. He was, pro- he was just prophesying. Yeah, praise filled. But prophecy. it's a beautiful. It is beautiful. It's poetic.
0: Poetic. That's a better term. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, in fact, in the study guide, it takes up a whole page.
1: It does. I, this was the only one where I was like, I couldn't cut it. Like anything else, it was like if it was so long, I just found a better place to cut it. This clearly, for obvious reasons, could not be trimmed, edited for content. One does not do such so things can you? Scripture.
0: So sum up Zachariah's okay. uh, poetic ukulele tune for so, us.
1: So he's strumming away, apparently. And what he starts by saying is he just blesses God. He isn't, he isn't mad that God punished him. He's blessing the God who just loved him enough to, to discipline him, loved him enough to chastise him. And he talks about how God has raised up this horn of salvation for us. So he's not going directly to talk about his own son, John, who was just born. He's instead going to talk about Jesus, the horn of salvation. Which I think
0: is so appropriate for John's role. Yes. Because from the beginning, from when the angel told Zechariah to then now Zechariah's proclamation, his his sole purpose on this planet was to point people to Jesus.
1: Exactly. So Zechariah talks about this horn of salvation, which anytime you see a horn like in, in imagery or poetry in the Bible, it always represents like a leader or some sort of power or authority, and that's what this is kind of referencing here. Like he's, he's this leader, he's this powerful king, and he's going to bring salvation um, in the house of his servant, David. So you see the reference to the covenant with David that he would raise up um, a king who would reign forever. And it says he says, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, all of the old, he's referencing everything in the Old Testament that's pointed all of isaiah and jeremiah and on and on the list goes of all the promises of this messiah who would come and would save us and he's remembering not only already um discussed his holy covenant with david but his holy covenant with abraham and all of these things that this child jesus will be and then he shifts into talking about his own son and what his own son's role is going to be in all of this um this, John is going to be a prophet of this horn of salvation and he will bring the knowledge of salvation to his people. He's going to prepare the way for the Jews to recognize Christ, recognize Jesus, recognize their salvation.
0: And what I love is that after, I mean, as you mentioned, there's so many, there's so many verses here of this poetry that it took up its whole page in your study guide. Yes. And then the verse right after that, after he's done... Uh, with the ukulele, mm-hmm. he said, or er, Luke says, so the child grew and became strong in spirit. And this just jumped out of me. So yeah. it's being conceived in my brain right now. Um, that word so to me is so, it, that's a connector piece, right? So it's, Zechariah gives this spiel about faith in God, trust in God, praise of God, thankfulness to God and what God's going to do and then the next word is so. Yeah. So so ties back what I'm about to say is because of what I just said.
1: Yeah, because that was prophecy. Right? Zacharias was prophesying. Yep. He was telling he was he was not speaking his own word here. He was speaking a word from the Lord, yes, and it, and it informed John's life,
0: and it also it also is telling us that Zachariah was committed to Christ, yes, committed to God and God's will and what God was doing in His people, and that commitment impacted his son. Absolutely, yes, his son was was made to do this, but he was made to do this because of who his parents he were was in the given exam- to that these his parents, parents were made him. to help prepare him to do this Yeah. so i love that word so like zachariah comes out of being deaf and mute for nine months and is praising god and it is that view of god that then leads john the baptist to his life that he then grows strong in the word and i think it's just a powerful testament that like you know it's it is a struggle for us to get our own selves figured out.
1: Oh, absolutely! You know,
0: um, especially dealing with with our own relationships with with God and and what does that mean for us and what should we be doing and it can be, but the God works through us in a multi generational facet and there's so many verses yes. in the Bible that speak to that, um, that that what we do, how we do it, it it, it influences generations beyond us absolutely um and was it generations after?
1: generations often for us say amen
0: amen um and that's what that's a quote from the song that kind of inspired the name of our yep. uh, our podcast rings the tags that you know your your marriage this relationship that you're working this 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 unity that god has brought together um,
1: it builds legacy. When you, it when builds you decide
0: to invest in that and you decide to lay that at God's feet, generations after and for, which means the generations before you and the generations after you will say hallelujah, thanking God that you decided to do that.
1: Yeah, the and generations you before that. you are so thankful that you made the decision and that they influenced your way into that and that generations after you are even formed by these decisions that you make to live your life God's way
0: yeah so um, just a cool just a cool moment in Elizabeth and Zachariah's life and I think you see uh, the fulfillment of God's promises you see a life Zachariah's life was completely changed by him screwing up Yep. And I think that's such a testimony to us too that just because you screw up, and
1: God does that, it's so not over. Much. He it's loves never the end.
0: God loves working through our screw ups because it just it, it brings the glory to Him, and it just it highlights for us that we can't do it.
1: If you are still breathing air at this moment, God cannot wait to redeem whatever you have messed up.
0: Yeah, and He'll do it in a way that blows your mind. Yep, um, and I think that's evidence in Zechariah's song. So um, as we move through the week, now we're getting into... Chapter 2. Chapter 2.
1: Holy moly.
0: And Jesus is going to come quick.
1: He is coming fast, as babies do.
0: So first got to get him to Bethlehem.
1: Okay, so first section there was just... It was a very quick section on Luke 2, 1 through 3. Just kind of um, talking about how they got to Bethlehem. Pretty much in a nutshell.
0: So you do a great job in uh, in this specific podcast of breaking down kind of the history of what was going on in the not only yeah it's a little in more the, the historically Jewish forward times there um, not only in what was going on in you know the Bible but what was going on in in the world uh, a lot of Roman history here yeah a lot of Caesar history here um, you get into Cleopatra gets brought up in this She's I mean a it's like all these character. All these historical elements that we, hear. Yes, we we think of so often when we we're in school learning history, uh, but we don't think so often when we we're in Sunday school oh, I, learning the Bible.
1: My, I love how ancient history lines up with the Bible. It's like yeah. my favorite thing in the entire world. But what I love about this is not just like, let me tell you a bunch of history. What I like about talking about Caesar Augustus and wrapping in Cleopatra and Julius Caesar and all of these other characters um, they had mentioned Corinius right here in the passage. These are names that get thrown out. These are names with all, they all have a backstory and that backstory was all filled in and purposed by God for these moments as well. Yeah. Like he, Caesar Augustus was perhaps the most powerful ruler who had ever and has since ever lived. And he, told everybody to move and they moved. We're talking I think 70 million people in the Roman Empire at this point. And he said go back and to he your said, daddy's go home. Go to your dad's house now and they were like gotcha and Gone. everybody moved. He snapped his fingers and the entire Roman Empire hoofed it. Yep. But it wasn't really him. Right. He thought it was his idea. He wanted, it was really God turning the hands behind all of it because now, right now, this moment, it was time. The thing he'd been planning since he threw the stars into their space had come. This was the right time for it. And Caesar Augustus was part of the reason why it was the right time. The world was, the stage was set, the world was ready. This was the time that God meant for jesus to be there so what we look at is just kind of like an intro passage in the second chapter of luke i think just has a lot of rich backstory about how we got to where we are and why why we're there now
0: well it just provides opportunities for those that are looking to discover whether these stories in the bible are true there are oh, yeah. little proof points that you can go and research a ton and of dive into. Lineup. And the Bible holds up.
1: It does. It makes sense. The Bible Even, is a historical text, and it fits and it works, and it, and it can hold its own And there have been There
0: have been eras in time since the Bible was written where the prevailing thought of the time was that actually uh, the historical evidence disproved the Bible. Or didn't support the Bible. Oh, yeah. And then it's what and happens is w- once the, the discoveries are then found that say, nope, that was true. Yeah, most recently, said-
1: one of the most recent examples of that was the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Like people were, there was a movement going on at the time where people were trying to say that the Old Testament didn't even happen when it was dated to. And they were trying to prove that it actually post dated the New Testament. That it, they wrote the Old Testament to make it look like Jesus fulfilled prophecies of the Old Testament after the New Testament. And this yep. was like a thing that was happening in, um, like, like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Elite educational intellectual circles. And just about that time, God was like, enough of this. We're going to put this one to rest. And the Dead Sea Scrolls were d- recovered, And that put all question of dating. because
0: those were dated back
1: they were dated so firmly yeah. into the time that the Old Testament claimed to be written
0: and they were they were copies of the Old Testament right if, for the those of that the don't Old know the original
1: Bible, just... very very early copies of the Old Testament that dated them some Probably guys and were was able to show us that from so long ago we had the words right yeah so some guys
0: stumbled state. upon basically a, a patch cave. a patch in a cave like a in a, a very satchel dry cave. Um, uh,
1: they were like like um, clay pots
0: yeah, full of scrolls. Yeah, uh, with scrolls in them. And so those scrolls were dated to a lot of, lot of years A lot C. of years prior. And um, of I- Isaiah and some well, other. Isaiah
1: was the most complete of the text. But yeah. there were portions, large portions of the majority of the Old Testament. But I think Isaiah was the one that was there yeah. in its entirety. Which one of the most prophetic books of the Messiah Probably not a coincidence.
0: Probably not. Um, So yeah, just a a couple verses here in Luke setting the stage to get Jesus, uh, we'll get Joseph and Mary.
1: Because he had to be in Bethlehem. Yep. He had to be in Bethlehem because of Micah 5.2. Well, no, but specifically Micah 5.2 says, But you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Got a little ancient days
0: flavor ancient. in there, yeah. Um, so just but it to, had to be Bethlehem, yeah. So if if you missed that day, go back and check out December fourteenth. Yeah, um, check them all out. Yeah. Um, so then we're now we're we very quickly get into Jesus' birth, tripping and it right happens along. real fast. It's
1: just like if you blink, you miss it. You blink, you text. miss
0: it. You're like, wait, where did this Jesus guy come from? Seems um, like
1: we've been building up to an awful lot to just glaze right on over it this quickly yeah. that's what luke does and well, he was born that's pretty much well, what we and get i think
0: you do a um, you do a great jo- job of kind of pulling out this the i don't know if I- irony is probably not the right word but just juxtaposition what you just mentioned this is the savior of the freaking world yeah. coming this is what since the beginning of time god has been planning this is what we have needed forever. This is why he, the entire Old Testament exists. at yep. all points to to pave the way. Everything and to was us leading for Jesus to this moment. Everything after this is because of him. Uh, you know, in John's Gospel, um, he talks about Jesus being around at the beginning of time. In Colossians, is talking about everything was for him and in him and through him and by him and everything. Like he's he a very important in figure in life and we just get to like, oh, after some time, uh, Mary had him.
1: So yeah, there was a baby and he was born.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And there is, I I think there's also a juxtaposition in this, even against, there were more words spoken about how John kind of came to be. And we know there was like celebration and everybody celebrated with Elizabeth. There was more emotion. It was more emotive in general, that passage about John's birth than this one about Jesus is, and there is, there is, I I believe an intentional,
0: literary. Well, the, I think there's a comparison because, and we talked a little bit, um, was it this week or last week? Where, well, I guess it would have been the, on the first episode. We're talking about John being born, how, um, uh, the the celebration that happens, uh, the, yeah. the humans that come around that, and yeah, they, the Jewish and they, tradition they celebrate. Of yeah. so there there are humans that celebrate the the birth of John.
1: The, the community comes around yep. your house and they wait but for the baby to be born. And the when Jesus
0: is born, there's no mention of any any humans being around, but then angels show up, right? And angels uh, speak to the shepherds and they say, "They give the celebration." And they give the celebration. And I just think that's not to poo-poo John I at mean, all, this is but better. just a, a different, Sorry, that, that, you know. Do you want to be celebrated by humans or do you want to be celebrated by right. the heavens? By God and the heavens? Yeah. And I think that's an important question for us to ask ourselves. You know, what what are we trying who to accomplish? Trying to what do we, at the end of at the end of each one of our days, who do we want um standing up and giving us a round of do we applause? Wanna, do we want humans Twitter in our lives? to
1: applaud us and adulate us or do we want to be pleasing in the sight of the Lord?
0: Yeah. Jesus' birth was pleasing in the sight of the Lord.
1: Very much so. And that's not like John wasn't doing. Yeah, I'm not
0: poo-pooing John. No. Um, But just uh, an interesting sort of dynamic there. So what did the angels actually say, though? Right?
1: Like, what was their actual wording? Yeah,
0: yeah, we're talking about that dynamic between uh, John's birth and Jesus' birth. But then, you know... the angels show up and they're celebrating from God's perspective, from a heavenly perspective. Do you want me
1: to Linus it up over here?
0: Yeah, if you could play Linus' part, that'd be great.
1: Is there a blue blankie I could clutch and really get into the character? (laughs) Yes. Okay, here we go. Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you, you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men.
0: Good job. Thank well, you. Uh, uh, Linus had more of a lisp, though. so uh, Sorry. We, we redo it? I have a yeah.
1: stuffy nose. <laughs> is right. that a good um
0: one? So this is the celebration. It's like interesting to think that like, you know, again, and we mentioned this early on in the thrill of hope, like God had been pretty silent for a while, right?
1: Yeah, no, he wasn't he wasn't So,
0: And then all of a sudden these angels show years. up. Lighting one, up the heaven. One to talk to Zechariah, one angels everywhere. One to talk boom. to Mary, one to talk to Joseph.
1: God tore it open big. And
0: then boom. Um all over the place to random shepherds. Yep. Which you get into maybe weren't not quite so random. random.
1: Seems random, feels random. I
0: won't no spoiler alert for that. Um,
1: there's not a spoiler. You just go listen. <clears throat> it's already recorded out to the public.
0: But then there's there's two words that jump out at me, in their message. And what it's are those? Joy and peace. Yeah. And I think they kind of hammer those home. That, um, I they come out of the gates and say first of all don't be scared Yeah, because that's what they always but have to there's say.
1: There's good tidings we, of great joy.
0: We acknowledge that they have to say, don't be scared. No,
1: they always have to say that. It's okay. Don't freak ah, out. We're not here nah, to kill you. Don't panic.
0: Yeah, um, But the, yeah, so we, we bring you tidings of great joy.
1: And not just tidings. I want to point out, and I did this in the podcast, good tidings translates from a phrase meaning that they preached the gospel of great joy. That's what this means. I'm here to, like, I'm not just like, bringing you like best wishes uh, of of joy it's i i bring you the gospel the good news joy. the gospel of great joy
0: great joy great and like that is what jesus coming to this planet allows us to experience is great joy and
1: it will be to all people all
0: and um my dad's actually preaching on this 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 weekend as well. I so can't wait we to hear it. so in woods and the Word, getting coffee, we talked about this idea of joy and I can't why wait to why hear can that. you have joy um and we, we spent a lot of time like this when you talk about joy it's so easily misinterpreted as happiness.
1: Yes. Totally. Like people act a, as if those words are interchangeable. They are they're different. They're quite things. literally
0: the exact opposite. And so we kind of dive into some of the differences and basically it's, you know, Happiness is affected by your circumstances. It's an it's external reaction. It's an emotion. It's an external reaction. And emotions are
1: always just all over the place. They
0: to not your circumstances. circumstances. Yep. Whereas joy is an internal choice.
1: Despite your circumstances. In,
0: yes. No matter what your circumstances are, that you can have joy. And I'm reminded of, of James that tells us to have joy
1: in times joy. of
0: trouble. Um and so you can have joy no matter where you are but it's an internal choice that is a foundation yep. for eternal joy. Whereas and happiness is such a it's a fleeting right. feeling that is you don't control.
1: And we're brought that joy by
0: but the whole reason The good news. The, the only reason that we can even have joy, the only reason that joy exists is that Jesus came, ended up dying As a for baby. our sins. Which allowed us to then interact with God. Yes. And so now we can experience God ourselves. And that, experiencing God, is joy. Like, that's the joy. And so when the angels show up and say, Hey, I'm here to preach to you the gospel of joy. And it starts with that baby that's in a manger. You're going to find him wrapped in swaddling and cloths and in a manger. Yeah. One of those things is weird. <laughs> All of this is weird. The (laughs) wrapping and swaddling clothes was normal. Yes,
1: that was normal. Fairly normal, especially for a baby. The
0: manger, a little weird.
1: Feeding trough, super weird. Yeah. But what they're basically saying here, like this good news is, is, any baby is good news. This baby is good news in a different way. This baby is good news that because this is God incarnate, God in human form, God has reached down and he has touched the face of the earth and he now lives among you and because he lives among you he is a link this is this baby is a link between you sinful man headed for destruction and the almighty god of the universe who reigns in glory and this baby is now bridging the gap all of the Old Testament prophets who existed before him and preached the word of God to the people of Israel and the world, they were a insufficient fill-in for what this baby in the major now is. That's the good news. The good news is now you can approach the, th- the throne of God. You couldn't do that
0: before. And if that doesn't give you joy, and I don't know what to tell you.
1: Yeah, just, I used to have a, pastor i probably had multiple old pastors who often use the phrase like if that doesn't get your heart pumping then like check into a hospital or Uh, something in that um, something in that field
0: but that joy like that joy, like when you think of it that way, that I can commune with the living God. You
1: can stand before the throne of God. That
0: blows through any of your circumstances. It's more powerful than Everything. any of your circumstances. Not only does it give you... Um,
1: For one thing, your circumstances are temporary, and that's eternal.
0: Not only does it give you peace within those circumstances, but it gives you victory over, over those them. circumstances.
1: It's already been won. Yeah. It doesn't mean that... Nothing is hard. It's hard. Everyone can look around. It's hard. Victory is hard. But it's self-evident that the world is hard. And it's painful. And it's sad. But the victory, take heart, I have overcome the world. That means that regardless of what happens here, that's the battle, not the war. Correct. The war has been won by the baby. Yes. It's, It's over. It's done. There's no more chapters left to write and that's that what the, these
0: angels were announcing like you, i love how you you called out the good tidings part and what that means we're preaching the gospel, we're preaching of the gospel. great joy that's what's like that's what this is all for is great joy so the people the, these people that are broken and we're 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 distraught on our own yeah. we're broken and distraught we and we have no hope we can't do it but what the idea that jesus came to this planet Not to just be a baby in the manger, but to be a savior on a cross is ultimately what accomplishes that joy for us.
1: And he came and left in some low-brow, discarded piece of wood. Shameful ways. Well, and in this discarded piece of wood. Random feeding trough to a random log on a cross. Right. Just not where he should have been. He didn't come in majesty. He had majestic announcement by the angels to the shepherds, and that is the the entirety of the majesty that the common man could see surrounding his birth. Everything else was humble. His life was humble. He was in poverty when he came into the earth. And we'll get into this next week that you can see what poverty he was in. In fact, it probably wasn't until the wise men arrived later that his family had any means at all that they came with some fairly valuable gifts
0: decent means um, which we
1: don't get into in Luke because they only appear in Matthew
0: right So just a I mean we tease this as you know babies start to show up. John's birth is a great testament of um, God's faithfulness to individuals. Um, And then then Jesus showing up is is God's faithfulness faithfulness to to all of humanity. And it
1: says, the good tidings, the good news of great joy, which will be to all people. That's you, friend. Yeah. That's you. This is for you. This is good news of great joy for you. For you, person sitting in your chair, in your house, in your car, in your office with your earbuds in, whatever you're doing. This is good tidings of great joy. This is not some random fairy tale or some mythology. This is a thing that happened 2,000 years ago to you.
0: And that's why we spend the time talking about the historical aspects that we do not just because you love to research what you do, which I do, but it hammers home the reality of this. That's what It I hammers mean. home yes, the, the historical it. aspects of this happen. so that as you are sitting in that car or that chair with your AirPods in, whatever you're doing, listening to this, that you can think through that this really happened. And if this really happened, then this what does that mean for me? And what it means is that you can have great joy, that you can have peace through a relationship with the God of the universe all of that is made possible because jesus came to this planet to be with us and to Roman- be one of us and to die for us yes that's the way that it happens and so if you're struggling to find joy or peace in any way take time this season and look at jesus read the rest of the cha- of the book of luke read the sure. rest of the gospels matthew mark read and john as well bible. and then get to the rest of the bible but it's all a story about jesus It all comes back to Jesus showing up. Christmas is a time where we celebrate his entrance in, but he entered here with a purpose, and it was to save you. It was to save you from you, from yourself, and the sinful, messed up, screwed up, distraught people that we are. Jesus came here so that we could know God that we could know his love that we could know his joy and that we could know his peace and then that would carry us through whatever this messed up life is gonna throw our way because life continues to be messed up while we're still still here on earth Absolutely, it's and gonna it will. still cause troubles for us but we don't have to let that destroy us we can have victory and it all started with the baby in a manger
1: Amen and harkening back to the history of it all like you you've heard of the Roman Empire you believe that existed. You haven't seen it you haven't touched it you haven't experienced it with your own hands in any way but you read it in a book yep you read it in a book you know it existed that's where i like to line the bible up to that because nobody questions that nobody's out there like well i've heard a lot about the roman empire but no one can really prove to me that it existed everyone knows that was real this is too this is happening at the same time yep all the same central figures figure in to this as figure into that and what's more this is the defining moment in human history all of human history has led up to this moment and has flown out of this moment that's why the literal calendar is bc before christ and then jesus is born probably somewhere right around 2 bc and then everything just after that flips on its head to Anno Domini, A.D., the year of our Lord, because he's here. Yep. Now everything from then on is the year of our Lord because he's a turning point in human history. He's the only thing that matters. If you've gathered anything from anything that you've ever learned about the history of this world and you've missed this, you missed it all. Check it out again, because it's all—it's all—it's all one. It's all one story. Jesus wrote the story of God. Wrote the story of the earth. Jesus is the story of the earth. It's all in there.
0: So somehow we still have a week until Christmas. I feel like we just got there.
1: Well, that there's a lot more.
0: There's a lot more to unwrap and cool stuff. So keep listening Tune to. In. What she said, a thrill of hope. Yeah. On a daily basis. Do it. And we'll be back again next week to wrap it up.
1: And we'll we'll be continuing on and but the main point is already here, right? Your savior, he's here. He's here in this podcast. He's here in life in general. He's arrived. And we're just gonna build on that now. Let's do it. And it'll be cool. All right. Bye y'all.
0: See ya.